0: Advance Chancel Choir under the direction of the Queen of po- Polish Soul, <laughs> Mrs. Debbie Briding. I know we're going to get this organ all fixed up, but you can play the piano for me any day. Any day. Our first reading is a gospel reading from the 15th chapter of Luke. It may be familiar to you. Hear these words. From God. Now, all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near to, to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling, saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one? ...that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays the sheep on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors... ...saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over 1 sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance or well, what a woman having 10 silver coins if she loses one of them does not light a lamp sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it okay i'm going to we're i'm going to preach a little differently today I'm not going to read the whole scripture before we begin. I'm going to read several verses at one time and then comment on them. So, Keith, just keep up as much of the several verses as you can at once so people can see them, and we will move on. This text today is about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, this is a text that is about the Lord orchestrating the evangelization of an entire country, Ethiopia. And so we see at the beginning that this is the way it works. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up, go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This was a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now, this is important to us because the foundation of evangelism is prayer. It doesn't work if we don't pray. And it doesn't work if we pray and we don't listen. So here through an angel, Philip hears God saying, get up and go. And the place where the angel says to go, is nowhere. He, he, he might as well say, go to a lone, deserted, country road where there's nothing but a blue tick hound, no houses, no people, nothing to see, and I'll tell you what to do later. Show of hands if you'd be the first person to run out the door to get there. Right? But we have to be open to the Spirit of God if we're going to talk to people about God. And it continues then. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace. Now understand that some people misunderstand this. The Candace is not a queen named Candace. The Candace is the queen. In Ethiopian language, Candace means queen. So, um, an Ethiopian eunuch was a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of the entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home, seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. All right, let's talk about an Ethiopian eunuch for a minute. I'm not going to explain to you what a eunuch is. If you don't know that, go home and Google it. But an Ethiopian eunuch, that term is used very clearly for a very specific reason because it's telling us a lot about who this man is. Now, first of all, he's a very high government official, he's the treasury secretary, he has a lot of power and authority. But it says he had come to Jerusalem to worship. Now, one might assume that that means he came, he had come, because it's over. He had come, he worshipped, and he went home. But that's probably not what it means. Probably what it means is that he, he traveled the 500 miles from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. He got to the temple... And the Levitical law that says eunuchs shall not enter the temple of the Lord took precedence, and he was not allowed to enter. In other words, he traveled 500 miles to worship and wasn't allowed in the building. And why? Well, he was from Ethiopia. Now, when we hear that in our modern minds, we think, oh, that means black people couldn't go into the, into the temple. That's not what it means. We have imposed an understanding of American slavery and its accompanying racism on this text if we do that. That's not what was happening here. People don't believe that at all. But because he was an Ethiopian, he might have been left out. We don't know if he was a Jew or not. We know that Judaism was in Ethiopia because remember Solomon had 300 wives? Well, one of his wives was the queen of Sheba. Guess where Sheba is? Ethiopia. And she took Judaism with her back to that country. So they had had Judaism for several thousand years in Ethiopia. He might have been a Jew, but he probably wasn't. And so not being of the nation of Israel would have also kept him out of the temple. This guy has like three or four strikes against him. And he's a eunuch. And there's that Tricky little Levitical law. I think what we see here with the Ethiopian eunuch is a man who desperately wants to worship and is denied the opportunity by the worshiping community. Hold on to that for a minute. There might be people in our lives who fit that bill. Okay? and it goes on to say then the spirit oh wait a minute that's not where we are then the, yeah we are then the spirit said to philip go over to his chariot and join in so he ran up to hit and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Now, here's a couple of things. First of all, remember the story of the prodigal son, and what one of the things that's so remarkable about it is the father runs. It was undignified to run. So here is Philip running after this chariot. It's almost a comical scene to join in. Well, a good Jew wouldn't join in with the Ethiopian eunuch for all the reasons I just said. What the heck is Philip doing? Well, Philip is following the lead of the Spirit. And here's, here's, here's how that works. Look, we talk about, hey, how is the Spirit leading you to invite people to church? And here's what some of you do. You go, oh yeah, I was praying about this and they told me to ask John and Mary to come to church. And you go and you ask John and Mary to come to church and they don't. And then you go, okay, well, I'm done with that. Thanks, God. It doesn't work that way. The Spirit tells you to ask John and Mary to come to church and they don't. The Spirit tells you something else. You've got to pay attention to the whole Message. It's a continual act of the Holy Spirit to work on our hearts as well as the hearts of those we're talking to. Right? And Philip asked the man, Do you understand what you are reading? Here's the most logical reason that we need to invite people. We need to evangelize. We need to talk about the goodness of our God. Because he says, how can I understand unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Philip is now sitting beside this man who Levitical law won't even let him worship next to. But he doesn't seem to care about that. What he seems to care about is talking to the man about Jesus. And this very important thing, how can I know unless someone guides me? Now, some of you, when we're talking about evangelism in the contemporary church when you hear that you start to melt oh my goodness she's going to make me talk about Jesus to somebody polite 21st century Americans don't do those things right what's the adage there's two things you never talk about religion and politics How do they understand unless you do? First of all. And second of all, why is it so hard to believe that the Holy Spirit won't ask you to do something that's too hard for you to do? The Spirit is going to guide you along in the way you should go. Trust God's direction. Trust God's timing. It's not the same as ours. And plans are revealed sometimes over time when God wants to reveal them, not when we want God to. Okay, we keep going. Now, the passage of Scripture that the Ethiopian eunuch was reading was, get this, like a sheep... He was led to the slaughter, like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak. And starting with the scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. Okay, did you get it? This is a test on how sharp you are. First of all, the Ethiopian eunuch was wealthy because he's reading a scroll. This is not like an American household where everybody has a Bible. Scrolls were very expensive. Only the very elite had them. And he's reading the scroll that says the lamb who was shorn was humiliated because he was denied justice. Do I have to spell this out for you? The eunuch was reading about being shorn. Come on. Work with me. You getting it? I'm not seeing any lights come on. The eunuch was reading about being shorn. Get it? Praise the Lord. Was that your dad? They got it. Yeah, the the pastor says he gets it. Okay, thanks. (laughs) He's reading about being shorn, but he's also reading about being humiliated and denied justice. Well, what's that about? He's the kid sitting here, not in the circle. He's driven 500 miles just to be allowed to worship. It's not a special day as far as we know, and he isn't even allowed in the building. The text he's reading about is about him. And yet, this deviant abomination, one denied justice, (laughs) receives the message of the good news from one of Jesus' twelve. Followers. Philip makes no mind of the fact that the Ethiopian eunuch has three strikes or four against him. He tells him about Jesus anyway. And look what happens. As they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here's water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop. And both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water. And Philip baptized the eunuch. He says, what's to prevent me from being baptized? What's to prevent me from entering the temple? What's to prevent me from coming in the circle? Levitical law is the answer. But Philip answers instead by baptizing him. By washing him clean in the waters. By letting him die to his sin and rise to new life. And the great second century theologian, Irenaeus says, the eunuch was a missionary among all his people. from being an outcast to being included and told the message of Jesus, the Ethiopian eunuch takes that message back to an entire nation so that they might be saved. And then the last of this text is Bizarre. When they came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself in Aristus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. It's, it's a weird, like, beam me up, Scotty. He just picks up and goes somewhere else. We can talk about that later. But here's your takeaway for today. A couple of things. One, pray for the church and and its members to evangelize. We cannot be open to the Spirit of God if we don't pray. And remember that pray is not just talk to God, but it's listen for God's direction. Right? Two, Get involved in our EF&M committee. The committee hasn't met for over a year because COVID protocol has kept us from doing a lot of things that we need to do. But we are about to gather again and talk about how we as a church can be as welcoming as a Walmart greeter. Three, listen for and obey God's guidance. If, John, if God is really calling you to ask John and Mary to come to church, what's keeping you from doing it? Four, ask your friends to church and into the life of faith. I was just talking to somebody today. She said, my granddaughters are 7 and 10. They don't want to come to church. 10 and 13, aren't they? Yeah. 10 and 13. They don't want to come to church. They said, we're not Christians. Okay. Sorry, kids. Sounds like 13-year-olds to me. Keep asking and keep seeking the Lord's guidance. God will tell you what to do, and God will not ask you to do more than you are able. And five, and here's where we really get caught up so many times. Expect lives to be transformed by faith May hey, we ask people debbie you want to come to church Nope. you sure you don't want to come to church no nope. oh, okay i didn't really think you would anyway That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Expect that what is happening here and what is happening in the lives of the people here is so important, so big, so transformative that they'll catch the spirit of it all. This is not a transaction. It's a transformation. God is working on us here and now. Answer the call. Answer the call.